Welcome to the first podcast for retreat leaders. I'm Paul Meitler, your host, and I serve as the executive director of the Oaks Camp and Conference Center, and we're located in the beautiful Sierra Polona Mountains, just 50 miles north of Los Angeles. And I have here with me Tanya Garcia, and Tanya is responsible for all the work with guest groups before they come on their retreat. I sure am. So uh, we got the chance, Tanya and I, to go visit with Debbie. And Debbie is a retreat leader with the Bridge Bible Church. She actually serves as the women's ministry director. That's her real job. And then one of the things she does is she does all the planning and everything related to their retreat. So before we jump into our interview with Debbie... We want to give you just a little bit of a road map so you kind of know what you're listening for through our interview. Tanya, why don't you kind of run us through some of those topics? Yeah. So we started off talking about Debbie's story and how she came to know Jesus. Then we kind of jumped into how she selects retreat centers and the process that she goes through with that. We also talked about how God shows up uh, both with her and with her ladies when they are on retreat, which I have to say are a couple of really awesome stories. They were pretty mm. great. She talks about how God leads her to choose her theme for the year. And then we also talked about the surprises that come with camp, because you know, there are always surprises. What? Always. There are surprises. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess things do go wrong once in a while. Yes. But you'll hear what she does is she's wrapped this all up in prayer. I mean, all the details, it's all in prayer. And part of this also is like having a great team. So she talks a little bit about the ins and outs of having a great retreat team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then she gives us uh, tactics that she uses for her planning process. Uh, We talked about promoting her retreat and how she does that, how uh, she goes about getting people to sign up. We also talked about what happens when people are not signing up on schedule and what happens when the closer you get to the retreat, the more fear comes into it and just kind of how she handles that. She also sets expectations for her team and for the women that are going to come up to retreat with us. And we also touch base about how she goes about handling things when they go wrong on retreat, which happens sometimes. It sure does. It does. <laughs> so before we uh, dive in, I just want to say to you listening that we really want this to be a personal encouragement for you as a retreat leader and that you can stay emotionally and spiritually healthy in the process. So listen to part one of our interview with Debbie. And we split this into two parts so that you could digest it. So then uh, make sure to listen to part two in the second podcast. Okay, let's dive in. We're here at the Bridge Bible Church. We're here with Debbie. And Debbie is a leader of the women's ministry here at Bridge Bible. And what we wanted to do was really take time to talk about what it is like being a retreat leader. How do you be healthy being a retreat leader? How do you plan for a retreat? Like, what what does a retreat, like, encompass? So there's just so much to share. Now, Debbie, you've been leading retreats for how many years now? It's been seven years. Seven years? Yes. So you're a pro. Well, Would you put I'm, yourself in a pro category? I'm more experienced than I used to be, but pro, <laughs> I don't know if I've reached that level yet, but... You're here sitting with us, so that means something. I, because, <laughs> yeah, because you're asking me, maybe I am a little bit of a pro now. I don't know. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your story, because people like to get to know you a little bit. Did you grow up as a Christian kid and like, oh, always knew Jesus kind of thing? Or where did this happen? Like, where did your story start? How did you meet Jesus? Yeah, I met Jesus as a little girl in school. 
I did not grow up in church per se. I grew up in a Christian school. So I was blessed to have been sent to a private Christian school where I learned about Jesus and the Bible and memorized verses every week and fell in love with God and the Bible. And it really wasn't something that was repeated in other parts of my life, but it was that foundation from, you know, elementary school to junior high that where I met Jesus initially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it wasn't then that you actually walked with the Lord. The seeds were definitely planted in my life at a young age, and I'm so thankful for that. And it just it just is a symbol of God's faithfulness because as I strayed and, you know, explored and went my own way and, you know, into some bad choices or rebelling, like God never let go of me, and mm-hmm. he always kept returning me back to him. And I just remember throughout my early teens, um, throughout my young adult life, Every time I would feel lost or frustrated, I would take a day and get away. And I didn't really know like what I was really doing. I just like, I need some space. I need some time. And I actually would find myself just spending time with God and just Mm -hmm. reminding myself like, God, you are here. Mm -hmm. Like you do love me and I love you. And it was almost a reconnecting and it was just me and him. And so my relationship with God definitely changed and grew over the years as I got older and ended up getting married and starting my family. It became very important then. But at 19, I would say, is when I made the choice to just really follow Jesus with a friend of mine. He had common backgrounds. We had been raised knowing Jesus, and mm-hmm. we just made a conscious effort, like, we're going to decide now to follow him. So that was a distinct moment, I remember. Wow. And you actually made that, it's almost like you made that commitment with someone else. This wasn't like a, a lone commitment. That's amazing. Yeah, like how God can actually get two women who never knew each other in a friendship circle and to start talking about Jesus and decide, we're going to follow him, even though the environment we're in isn't really following him. Mm-hmm. So we really were trying to take a stand together, like, we want to do this. And it wasn't easy, and it, I didn't do it perfectly either because, yeah. you know, I still stumbled and fell along the way, but I do remember that moment. Tanya's sitting here with us, and Tanya is responsible for a lot of relationships <laughs> that we have with the Oaks and Retreat groups, but do you have a follow-up question on that, Tanya? I see your brain's, your brain chewing there. I don't know if I have a follow-up question. Um, I think it's awesome, especially, I guess, kind of... Um, I love that there's uh, just another woman to walk alongside with you. And now here you are walking alongside a bunch of other women in a very particular way, especially uh, taking women to camp. So can you talk about that kind of experience of just what it is to be a woman, a woman leading other women and what it takes uh, to kind of get women to um, or just what about, you know, uh, camp, especially a women's retreat is an important uh, part of spiritual life. Yeah, when I first started thinking about planning a retreat, which I had never done before, um, I had heard some ideas of what people had done previously, and, and sometimes people go to, you know, to the beach or go to a hotel mm-hmm. and, you know, go out to dinner, do some shopping, which is all fun and, and really amazing. I just felt God was putting in my heart to get the women away, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to get them out away from our normal routine, away from the shopping and the restaurants, still have fun together, mm-hmm. but how can we learn to hear from God. I feel like that's a real strong message God is always putting on my heart is to just create opportunity for women to hear from him directly. Mm -hmm. And what better way to just get away from your normal routine and not be distracted by, you know, things we do love, but yet like, let's be intently seeking him and opening our ears to him. And so getting away to like a camp, that's when Mm -hmm. I was like, we need to go to a camp. I need to find a camp that's 
I had some guidelines. I wanted it to be close, not too far, mm -hmm. you know, had some of my checklist and I stumbled upon the oaks, which was amazing. But it's just God, you know, leading me to like he, he knows where we need to be. And we've mm -hmm. had such great experience. Can you elaborate a little bit on the particulars that you're looking for in a camp? Like what is it that you were seeking when you're looking? Because I know there's a bunch of different camps you could have chosen. Um, so what is it that you're looking for? Well, I think one of the big ones was just the distance, because mm -hmm. I feel like I didn't want there to be, you know, extra obstacles of women trying to get to camp. Yeah. And I really wanted it to be under two hours travel time. I wanted it to be an easy drive, because I just know how I am on windy roads and <laughs> carpooling. And, you know, some people don't do that well. And I just didn't want there to be any, like, hesitations, like, oh, no, I'm not going to go because of this. Mm -hmm. And so I really did. I did like a search. I did like a Google thing, you know, where you can like find everything within a two hour radius. Yeah. And I looked around. So kind of my two hour radius was one thing. Um, and just wanting to see if there was enough space, you know, enough space for us to meet as a large group, enough space for us to spend the night, enough bedding. Um, of course, having all the meals included mm -hmm. is bonus. I mean, we have our men's retreats where they go and cook. Ah. I don't want to invite women to a weekend away <laughs> and say, hey, you got to spend the whole weekend providing all our meals. Yeah. Uh -huh. I really wanted the women to just be able to let go of all those responsibilities. Mm -hmm. So I would say definitely the top three were like the location, the um, meal plan, and just, you know, the distance from home. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like... You really, you really wanted to create a set apart experience. Like yes. it wasn't an experience that you wanted to have that was similar to, albeit relaxing, like a vacation experience or right. a, a weekend away, like a girl's weekend away experience. That, that wasn't what you were mm -mm. seeking to attain really. Right. Right. I, I knew in my heart, I wanted it to really be a connection with God. Mm -hmm. We can't force that. We do want women interacting with each other. So it's not all about just, you know, not having any of that girl time relationships, but um, I really wanted distractions kind of stripped away mm -hmm. so we can set aside time and listen yeah. to God. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, is there an experience that you can think about where that kind of just all came into just one camp or just one moment where you saw that happen? You saw that the distractions were falling away. You saw that there was women building relationships or anything like that. Was there just like a particular memory attached to that in all your experience of camp? I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but in all honesty, every year I've been at the Oaks, mm. we have had a God experience. And I, I don't say that, you know, lightly. We, mm -hmm. every year I, I see it happening. I see God um, moving in their lives. I see women encountering him. So that's what I just love. Like God shows up. I think when we step out in faith mm -hmm. and we trust him and especially having an environment like the Oaks where... I know the staff care about us. I know they pray for us. I know their heart is for us to experience God. Mm -hmm. I think it's the combination of all that because mm -hmm. God wants to meet with us. So if we're all on the same team, like mm -hmm. that's our goal, I believe he's going to show up. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I could tell you story every single year mm -hmm. if you want to hear stories. Like there's every single year there's a story. So, um yeah, if you know, if you want me to share something particular, but seriously, every yeah. year there's something. Wow. Can you think of a story that happened this last year? Yeah, someone... so this last year, I mean, I say this every year because 
every year the women say, this is the best retreat we've ever had. <laughs> and I go, That's so awesome. okay, well, let's well, see what we, happens. Do we have to top this? Yeah. And literally two years ago, everybody said, this is the best retreat we've ever had. We went back last year. I was going, okay, well, how's this one going to go? The same thing. This is the best retreat we've ever had. Mm-hmm. So last year, I mean, it was pretty amazing. I feel like what God did, one of the things he did was reconcile relationships. And this is a cool story. So we had one um, lady who was not sleeping well that night, got up for whatever reason. It could have been 2 a.m., I don't know, somewhere between 2 and 4. I don't remember the exact time, but she was telling me God woke her up. She couldn't sleep. She was staying in a cabin. She walked outside her cabin door to just stand in the little common area. And suddenly another woman showed up from another you know, opposite cabin. Wow. So now two strangers are standing in a common area in the middle of the night. So they start talking. Mm-hmm. And this one woman kind of starts opening up about something that she just had had a conflict with um, some other woman, you know, just who was there. And it was an obstacle and it was a distraction. And she was really struggling. Like she would be walking out of the sessions because it was just such a hard mm-hmm. reminder of this conflict. Well, this other woman who's there, she had never been to our retreat. She got invited by another group of women, you know, to come. And she was a very spiritually mature woman, too. And so she just picked up on it like, I'm here. Like, this is, this is, I can help reconcile this relationship. So, long story short, she ended up getting these two women together. Wow. During free time, where these two women actually talked through the conflict. This woman that was there in the, you know, that met this other woman was the one who was reconciling this, like the mediator. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was beautiful. Like, that's just God, right? Yeah. And then that was just one thing, because then during Saturday night worship, when we were inviting women to, you know, listen to God, like lay aside whatever's in your heart, um, I actually had a woman come up to me and say, can I talk to you? And I said, sure. We went to a side room, and she says, I just, you know, there was something that hurt me that was, Mm -hmm. you know, something, how something was handled in the past, and I've been holding a resentment against you, and I just want to ask your forgiveness and I said, oh, my goodness, I had no idea. So we got to reconcile and pray together. And, I mean, that just doesn't happen in every day. It doesn't. So, the, I mean, and that was, there's a couple other things I could even mention, but I felt like a theme last year was God was really, like, reconciling relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. So Especially huge. in a space, you know, at home where everything is a distraction, right? You can feel it and you can be hurt by it and you can hold on to it. It's, I feel like it's so common to hold on to something. Yes. And then the, the environment that you're in just doesn't give you the space to be able to talk to that someone, right? right? So yeah, being away and, and being in the space where you have the freedom to kind of just be able to center yourself and center your heart. Um, and then yeah, have a space to, to talk to the other person. That's beautiful. I feel like that never, it, it's, it's, rare that it happens within you know hometowns or within a city or within your day-to-day life so that's that's beautiful and the courage of these women that's what I was like the courage to just say I'm gonna meet you know someone face to face Mm -hmm. and admit that I have a hurt I had a conflict but I'm seeking forgiveness and restoration I mean God really showed up in a big way and gave women courage to face things and um, bring healing. It was beautiful. Now, did you did you plan this as part of your theme? Was reconciliation or conflict, and how do we live into this? Like as a as a church, as a group of women, was that part of your theme or your purpose? Or this is God just orchestrates this stuff. Like how did you, how would you describe how that 
happened in the midst of what you had planned for your retreat right. and what was happening at the retreat. Yeah, I think, you know, there's always the, the general plan is that God shows up and moves in a personal way in the women's lives. And I pick themes. I mean, I really, the themes I get just from listening to God, you know, just list, asking him questions and listening. And our theme last year was taste and see based on Psalm 34, 8. Mm-hmm. And just the invitation that God gives us to come taste and see that he's good. And from there, we taught on how to listen to God's voice, how to listen, you know, what the enemy's voice sound like. So learning discernment. So I think, you know, we like God set us up for it because we were learning mm-hmm. this is what God sounds like, this is what the enemy sounds like. And I think that by Saturday night, the women were starting to recognize the mm-hmm. lies of the enemy. And, you know, God brought that clarity to them that this is not of God. You know, mm. this, this is not something good I should hang on to. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I didn't plan it. I mean, our theme was not reconciling <laughs> relationships, but it was taste and see that God is good, and then God moves. It's, it's incredible. So have you ever had the experience of where retreat theme ideas, it, you feel like, oh, my word, the Lord is revealing this retreat theme idea. This is not the direction I thought I was heading. Like, uh, or how is this retreat theme actually going to work? I don't know, but if it's from the Lord, I just, I guess I just have to run with it. I mean, have you ever had that kind of experience where, because there's a, that experience where you feel like, oh, this is perfect. I feel so in line and in tune with it. And then there's the other side of it where, oh Lord, you're giving me a word that right. I, 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 I don't know how this is going <laughs> to work. Like, have you experienced both yeah, those sides? Yeah, I have. I, I usually, that's kind of like in the early stages, I think, where I'm listening and going, I think it's this, but then suddenly from left field, God's like, we're going this direction. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, this is an interesting little story. My very first retreat, 2012 at the Oaks, had never done a retreat before. Um, unfortunate event, my father-in-law passed away a wow. week before retreat. Wow. I was in my last you know, stages of tying up my notes. I was one of the speakers. We had a speaking team that year. It was me and two others, and we shared every session. We shared. So we each had like 15 minutes every session. And so I was going to wrap up all my notes, and my father-in-law had gone in for surgery and had complication, and he ended up passing away. And I remember thinking, how, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. How wow. do I actually show up at retreat? The, his, his service... And the whole family luncheon and everything was on the day, the oh, morning man. of our retreat, starting that wow. night. Wow. So I was just, Lord, okay, I could either just not go. Um, but I knew in my heart I needed to be there. I wasn't able to prepare all my last-minute things. I showed up. I ended up showing up you know, right before the session because I took the day, came up by myself. And I was just very open and honest. Like, this was my day. I'm here God's going to show up. I'm trusting in him. And he just carried me the whole weekend. So when you start off that way, that my very first retreat, it's just kind of, it would just set the tone like God will show up. Mm. And, you know, you don't ever want to plan that things like that are going to all happen together. But God does use everything for good. And I think he just showed me like you can show up unprepared Mm -hmm. in just a state where you don't even know how you're going to get through. And I'm going to walk you through. 
So, you know, every year there's challenges. Mm -hmm. There are seriously challenges every year. And I've just learned, okay, God, how are we going to get through this one? Yeah, you know, what's insane is that, um, so I take, you know, I'm the one who takes the inquiries, I take the calls, I take do the detail planning. And it, I think sometimes I forget that these people who I'm speaking with have lives outside that, you know, real things are happening. I've heard everything from somebody just passed away to our church is splitting to, you know, I'm sick and, you know, just a bunch of crazy things. And I'm just like, wow, this is. And so then on top of that, to be retreat planning, that's a lot. It's a lot to handle. It's a lot to, you know, be in charge of a bunch of people that you're going to take away um, and then, you know, dealing with your own things. So so how would you say that you are able to handle that? You know, when, when things do go wrong or when something personal is happening in your life how do you uh both you know plan a retreat well and uh take care of yourself in the process and in the midst of that it's a good question i learn as i go so i've learned a lot over the years you know and like i said when you start off your first retreat like that you learn quickly that i can't do this on my own hmm. there's just no way um Obviously, the first thing is just praying and relying on God. I pray about retreat all the time. As it gets closer and you're, you're, you know, I go to sleep and I'm remembering all the details, things mm-hmm. I might have forgotten, things I probably will forget, things I haven't even thought of, I've always prayed over the details. And I just say, God, you know the details. I need you to cover the details or I need you to remind me of the details because I think especially as women, we worry about details Mm -hmm. and it'll drive us crazy and it'll keep us awake all night. And we don't need to be planning a retreat and being up every single night worrying about details because we will never sleep if we're going to sit and worry about details. But God is a God of detail. Mm -hmm. And I've seen him over and over again, just bring the right person at the right time to remind me of something that I had totally forgotten about. And I've seen him show up and, and take care of details. Mm. And so I trust him in that. Yeah. And so I think that's one thing that gives me a lot of peace because I could literally like just not sleep about a month out from retreat. Yeah. I could just totally be like, ah, this is a lot. I don't know what I'm doing, which is true. But I go, okay, God, you have this. I, mm. I literally have to remind myself that God has it, that yeah. he has the details covered, that he will show up. I mean, I literally feel like I'm stepping out on a limb every retreat because even though he has always showed up, I just go, okay, God, I need you to show up again mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. And I trust you will. Yeah. And that literally, it's just that faith and trust in God that keeps me sane, mm-hmm. that keeps me from being stressed. Okay, that's the one thing. Now I got to brag about my retreat team because yep. if you, <laughs> that is the second biggest thing is that you have to have a team of women who are like just sold out for the retreat. Mm-hmm. They know the importance of it. They're trusting God just as much as you are. They are hardworking. They own their area. They are passionate about what they do. And I have an amazing retreat team. I have ladies that have been serving with me on retreat from the very first year. Oh, wow. That's and it's cool. incredible. These women that have been in their same kind of area, whether it's prayer or hospitality or crafts or worship or registration, room assignments, carpooling, you, you name it. I have women who have covered, like owned all those little sections and they've done it repeatedly. And once you've done it a few years, you know, you gain that confidence that, yep, this is my job. I'm going to own it. I get better at it every year. And we have the most amazing retreat team. Isn't Debbie amazing? I don't know about you, Paul. I've learned so much. I feel like I should have taken notes by this point. No, I was really encouraged. And we hope you were encouraged too. So, Make sure to listen into the next podcast 
and hear part two of our interview. Have a great day.